Thank you, Pastor Allen. How's everybody doing tonight? Everybody good? You can just give me a thumbs up or uh, say hi. Excellent. This will be, uh, I don't want to call it a challenge, but we have people that are in the room with Gary that'll be uh, sharing with us and people online. So uh, this will be a great, great evening. Uh, sorry, I was just right on time. I was in Nashville until about noon today. Dropped Gary off and Sarah at Bucky's uh, in Calhoun and then had a kind of a beautiful drive through the mountains um, over here to uh, Dahlonega and the Smithgall area. So it's great to be with you all tonight. As we start, here, here's kind of our plan. Um, I would like to ask anybody who has, uh, would like to share the memory verse uh, to share it. And I want to give you a challenge. Um, I'm memorizing these verses with you. So if you see me during the week, out anywhere at church or places, uh, please uh, ask me. Um, I want to work on hiding his word in my heart. I'm using the uh, Christian standard Bible version. So what I'm noticing is my memory verses are kind of a combination of NIV, uh, ESV, CSB. So I'm trying to stay right on uh, one translation. Would anybody like to share the verse? If you didn't memorize it, would anybody just like to read that for us this evening? Some take pride in chariots, others in horses. We take pride in the name of the Lord our God. Excellent. That, that'll yeah. be so. Yeah, so we're going to look at John 15. That's next. We're going to start with the John 15. But I'm on that verse too. No, you did good. You're ahead. Extra credit. Nailed it, Richard. That's perfect. I, I'll tell you a story. I got in trouble with that verse uh, a couple of years ago preaching a sermon. I said, uh, Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots. <laughs> Some trust in essential oils, uh, but we trust in the name of the Lord. So um, some people didn't think that was really funny. So thank you, Alan, for laughing at that. So um, but John 15, John 15, 5, would somebody, or John 15, would somebody share that verse with us? I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. You can do nothing. Yeah, you can do nothing. I love the little memory cards, but because I use a different translation, I write at the bottom of it the translation that I use so that writing it is helpful for me in memorizing it. And then that memory card, even though it's a different translation that's in the book, uh, those are great, great tools in the back. Um, if you'll um, tear it out, you can use it as a bookmark for the unit for that week. And John, that was one of my big uh, um, benefits for doing experiencing God again is to go back through the memory verses and and commit them to my heart and mind once again. Yeah, thank you, um, Gary. You want to share it, and I can tell my experience with it. I talked a little bit last week about how there's an app you can get Bible Memory, uh, and it, it, it's a great little thing. You can punch the verses in, and you can have it set up to do a daily review. Uh, and it does all kinds of these little different things as memory aids. And so if that's something that you might be interested in, you should be able to download that from your app store, whatever that is for you. Uh, I know John told me the other day that he'd been using it as well. And his work's even a little bit different from mine. And uh, but it sounds like he's had some good experience. It's been helpful to him. You can categorize stuff. So I have an experience in God section and all of my experience with God versus doing that. Uh, you can pretty much sort it however you want to. Very, very helpful. And uh, Steve, were you going to say something? 
Yeah, there's also one the navigators have alcohol memory system, five pack, 66 for uh, some of the just the standards of the Bible trade stuff. Yeah, in the Bible memory app, you can actually tell it, I want to know this verse. And so I've been plugging them in each week uh, as the next verse comes along uh, and it, the experiencing God thing. So you can actually tell it, all right, I want to know this verse. Next week, I want to know this first. Uh, Steve, I don't know if yours, if you can actually download verses as at will. Uh, no, no okay. these are set. I got you. What, what it did for me is it would bring up, one day it brought up, words and then it had blanks and as i said it out loud i had the microphone on on my phone and it filled in those blanks and it told me how well i did um doing the memory verse you know we hide our word in our heart so that we might not sin against god and it's just very important well will somebody share with us as you look at the review of every day and we'd love to hear from multiple people tonight what is something um from day one that was just a memory for you, just something that stuck out, a verse, a statement. Each day we have that review section. Uh, for us, it would be on page 13 of this first day. What is what is something in that review that was just most meaningful to you this week? For me, it was the making six, verse 33 to 34. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that was kind of verse that touched me, that you know, should do his and his Thank you, Lincoln. Why was that? Why was that meaningful for you? Why did that stand out for you? Well, because through this first day, I learned that I should not seek my will for my life, but I should seek what is God's will or general, and where is He working? Not what I would like Him to work for me, but seeking His kingdom. So that means not seeking Lenka's will, but seeking God's will. That's what kind of opened my eyes, you know, the way I should pray and how should I see God's working. So if you're searching for his kingdom, then you will basically searching for his will, not what he can basically do for me, but what I can do, what he can do through me for others. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you. What about someone else? And again, there's no right or wrong answers with this, right? What what was meaningful to you? What stood out to you? I couldn't exactly hear what Lenka said, but I I do think uh, it was a quote at the bottom of page uh, 11 that says, as you follow Jesus one day at a time, he will keep you in the center of God's will. And I guess that was meaningful to me because I'm a list maker. I've got a list of things I'm gonna do this week. I've got a list of things I'm gonna do next week. And it occurs to me, I've, I'm sometimes too far ahead of myself sometimes. And it, maybe I just need to slow down and take things one day at a time, just like we're told uh, in uh, the Lord's prayer to give us this, this day, not two weeks from, uh, not two weeks from tomorrow, you know, if you told me the date, I could probably tell you something I've got to do on that day. But I, I'm just constantly reminded that I don't need to have everything planned out. And that if I just go with the one day at a time, perhaps I would do better in staying in the will of God. So I, Nicola, thank you. You said maybe you should take one day at a time. 
And then you said later, perhaps you would do better. I, I would challenge you on both of those words, right? You, you should take one day at a time and you will do better, not a perhaps in there. Um, our pastor in Texas would remind us all the time that give us today our daily bread yeah. was not only good table manners, right? But it was also good theology that um, just recognize what today brings to us. So yeah, that one step at a time. When I dropped Gary off at Bucky's, Gary and Sarah today, I pulled up on my phone how to get from Calhoun over where I am now. I've never been on these roads before. All I knew is when I left Bucky's, I took a right to go instead of going to the left to the interstate. I took a right. I would drive five miles to take a left. I would drive four miles to take a right. I, I didn't know where I was. Um, but I followed step by step on that mapping program and it got me where I needed to be. If I would have looked at how to get just where I am now, I, I would have been lost. So I just followed each of those steps individually. So thank you very much for sharing. It's a simple statement. The goal is not to finish the course, but to have a life transforming experience with God. And I think about all the years and all of the other Bible studies, just doing assignments and getting through it. And it has different meanings, but this is, and that's the way this is hitting me. This is different. This is a different way of looking at things. Just putting your priorities in your life over here and going and meeting him. That's that's the transforming part to me. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. And we can go on to other days. We can go on to day two. Somebody might have said something that you said, but I, I want to make sure that we have a chance for all of us to hear how God is working and speaking in our lives. So page 16 ends up on day two. So what, what about day two that uh, God really just spoke to you about? Something memorable, meaningful. I just said that um, you don't, we're asking the wrong question. Instead of asking what's his will for me, what's his will? That stuff with me all week. Gary, maybe we could um, repeat what somebody says in the room so we can all um, hear it online. Um, I heard Steve, Steve uh, easily, but... Uh, uh, Jennifer said something along the lines of it, it's what hit her was the idea to ask not what is God's will for my life, but what is God's will? Jennifer, can you flesh that out a little bit more for us? You said it. I think you said it stuck with you all week. Why was that meaningful for you? Um, and speak really loud. because That's why you want to make me say it. <laughs> asking what do I need to do here, God? I've had lots of time for the speed ride and said. What do I do? <laughs> um, so just kept coming back. All right. Well, what's God? Well, how, what is what is what does He say is right? And that Thank kind of you. helps to guide you on that next question. You know, that next the next segment on your path. You know, what's the next turn? Excellent. Thank you very much. Anybody else in the room have anything they want to add really loudly? <laughs> <laughs> so one more thing, which is very interesting. Even study this for the third time. Uh, he describing that we can know how God worked in the his history in the Bible, and we can be ready to understand how he's going to work. But you cannot figure out God how he's going to work. Even you read the Bible, no? like he's too big. Even, you know, something will be different for Stephen and it will be different for me. But he still suggests that if we read his work and we look how he worked, you know, before in the history, that we will know how it's going to work and expect him to work in similar ways with us. 
which is a little bit different. are always different ways. Even it's the same God, I do get that. It's the same God. But to figure out how, how he's going to do next thing. Well, I was telling John or somebody maybe a couple of weeks ago, the problem that I ne don't necessarily have is believing that God can do something because God, you know, the same God that acted on our on behalf of his people in the past is the same God that acts on behalf of his people today. The, the trouble that I might, if I let myself run into is, will God who did all those things in the past, not will he do it, but will he do it for me? And that seems to be the, I don't necessarily have a crisis of faith, but it is something that every once in a while I run up against. And it's just like, I have, that is where that step of faith comes in. Uh, trusting God through the fog, through the storm, whatever it is, that if I make myself moldable and usable, God is going to use me to accomplish his work. And I don't necessarily need to know what that is right now. But you want to know what it is, right? You desire to know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you better believe it. Uh, yeah. But I know, and some of y'all know my story a little bit before I came here. I was out of work for a, a long time. And COVID helped out with some of that. And I had to learn how to live in the fall. And that was, uh, uh, that might have been one of the best things that has happened to me. Uh, just learning to trust, not knowing what the next thing was going to be. Yeah, thank you, Gary. This week, if, if, if you, as you thought about that phrase that God is always at work around you, does that stick with you? Like if you're at work or if you're at the store or if you're driving someplace or you're um, watching kids or whatever you're doing, that God is always at work around you. Is that easy to understand or is that um, a new kind of concept for you to think about? I open it for sure. He's always with us and he can always do us for his glory. John, can you hear Linka okay? I, I could, but go on and repeat it, Gary. Some people might not have. I can't remember what she said. <laughs> God has the ability to use us for his glory. Uh, I, I'm hoping that's really what she said. Close. Close. All right. Nailed it. <laughs> that's the one, that's only that's the one thing I remember from this study is oh, just join him where he's working look where he's working join him yeah. that's my biggest takeaway jennifer said that the one thing she remembers from the last time she did the study and what was it 10 years ago is to to see where god is working and to get involved in that yeah yeah so where i where think we had t-shirts at one point made up yeah, for that i think it said something along the lines of, I saw God at work and I don't know if it was, I decided to join him or something along those lines. I, I, I just remember the t-shirts we had. Nice. So where are some areas then that you're seeing God working? I'd like to think we're becoming a little kinder and gentler. Okay. I, and I, and I say that because I, I did not go to the parade for Georgia, uh, the football team on Saturday, but it seemed like, uh, you know, it was a, it seemed like a great, a great parade that I saw on, on the news. And then shortly after that, of course, there was that horrific traffic accident that killed two of the uh, Georgia, the football player and the worker. 
And it just seemed like there was an outpouring of um, love and concern and compassion. And it occurred to me, you know, just a couple of years ago, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to think it would have happened, but we seem to have been in a much more volatile, mean, evil space. So I, I don't know if it's just me and I'm kind of looking at things through rose colored glasses or if things are in fact changing. That's nice, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm seeing God working in big ways. There's um, probably a bunch of junior hires uh, real close to you all in the room tonight. And we've seen God just do some great things in our student ministry right now. Uh, they mentioned last week uh, during our meeting that someone uh, prayed to receive Christ before uh, even they really got started in their meeting. And God is doing some great things in our student ministry. We're seeing in our kids ministry, uh, not only growth happening in the kids ministry, but it's bringing their parents. They're part of our Sunday morning Bible study classes. And there's a lot of great things happening there. And I want to share this with you where I see God working. Um, in our sports ministry, um, I was down there shooting basketball a couple of days um, ago or a couple of weeks ago now with uh, just Taylor and some other people. And some boys were down there, 17, 18 and 19 year olds. And they were telling me just how uh, great things were going and how they really just appreciated Taylor. And then other parents are coming up asking Taylor to help her find mentors for young men. Uh, and God is doing a, a wonderful work uh, in those areas, and, and we can praise God. So we think, okay, here's somewhere, here's some areas that God is working. Are we ready to join him in any of those areas? Is God calling us to join him in any of those areas? Maybe we see him working uh, in our families or in some other ways, but how is God working and where can we join him? It's a huge, huge question. Where are some other ways that you see God working? I saw him working on the, uh, the TV uh, two weeks ago. That uh, player from the Buffalo Bills tomorrow went down, and the team uh, bowed and prayed, and then uh, even the announcer on TV, which is unheard of, just said, we're not going to try to give any more comment, we're just going to pray right now on TV, national TV, and so I thought that, that was a really impactful way that people weren't worried about whether it was right or wrong, or the rules, or not the rules, but people knew they needed to turn to God and pray for them in his life, and now he's doing um, very well, but, but I think that was a real changing point in the people's consciousness, even national still talking about the day that how people pray with that really interest in what he did. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yes. I think that's go ahead. I'm sorry. Thank God is uh, well I know John. <laughs> Not thank God. Thank God is uh, showing me in in Bible studies that I'm a leader working with the people that Pride used to be an issue. I would take it as my responsibility to help these people. And God was there to help me, but I was kind of in charge. And I would even blame myself or take it personally when it didn't happen. So he's taught me that he's got this and he's using me. And this is helping reinforce that. And lately, I've noticed that when I let go and I just pray for that person, I may wait weeks or months, but amazing things happen. He does come back in his time, which is frustrating, but nothing good was happening when I was in charge. So that's a big change. He talked about in page 18 that the servant cannot do nothing, do nothing of kingdom value 
without Jesus, like the son cannot do nothing without the father. Yeah, Lincoln, that's a great that's a great statement there. Uh, thank you, Steve, also for sharing. That did Jesus do anything on his own? No, I see some of you answering that. No, he, what did Jesus do? I mean, these are simple questions, but I think it's good for us to remember these things. What did Jesus do? He he communicated with the Father. So whatever the Father's heart was, that's what he did. Right, that's a good example for us too, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, most definitely. What about throughout the rest of the week? What did, uh, you know, day three, day four, day five, what were some things that uh, stood out for you? I want to say um, something for day three. To be, to be God's servant, you must be moldable and remain in the hand of the master. We cannot just do things on our own if we really want to do his will and to follow him. Yeah, thank you. And, and you heard uh, Pastor Allen say some of those things that, that we're looking at in Hebrews, right? It's not just how God's word is working in all of these areas, um, just showing us some of the same things over and over again. It's almost as if he wants us to hear these things, right? So uh, it's really wonderful. Thank you. John, on Sunday, I had a bullet point on screen that was a quote from week one. Don't just do something, stand there. And my personal devotion time right now has, has been full of the thought that I've got to get to know God before I try to do something for him. The old cliche is that, that we can get so caught up in the work of God that we neglect the God of the work. And I, I have just been reminded to, to stop, you know, to, 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 to take that, uh, that intentional pause before I just rush into doing something, rush into responding to a ministry email, rush into a funeral, rush into uh, I'm reading another book that is is challenging me to to pray three times a day, all three as a reset. And so we I pray the morning prayer so that I can have scripture before phone. I pray the noon prayer so that I can reset my day. I pray the evening prayer so that my thoughts as I go to bed are of God and not of all the problems that I think that I have. And the, the challenge for me coming out of that statement and when it said, can you rephrase or, or paraphrase or whatever, uh, I wrote down in my uh, Experiencing God book that I, I have to pause every now and then to remind me to trust the God of the work before I try to dive into the work of God. Be careful praying that much, Alan. God might really start to uh, talk to you about stuff. And uh, um, after 65 years, it's about time. <laughs> remember, remember the words say we must pray without ceasing. And what, what is my goal is to, to pray throughout the day. You know, as things come up, make sure it's like, okay, okay, God, is this you? So, you know, he's, he's on the right track. 
Thanks. Yes. The story of Elijah stuck out to me, a story that I, I knew and I could have almost told. Um, but I, I paid attention reading the words and some of the things he said. And, and one of the quotes on page 19, um, he had to remain where God assigned him and do everything that God commanded him. That God was speaking to him and he had to make sure he was doing everything that God commanded him. God told him to be here and to do this. And it could have been frightening at times for him. But he told him to stay and do these things. And he did exactly what God commanded him and told him. For me, um, like Nicoa said earlier, um, I, I can promise you I'm not weeks ahead on things, but sometimes I am too far ahead from where God wants me to be. And sometimes I have to pause and think and just say, okay, where God do you want me? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to live? Paige and I've talked a lot about this this week. Um, what does it look like to know where God is around us? And how do we know when we're to join him? How do we know when he's calling us to do those things? How do we know when um, we're supposed to stand there? How do we know when we're supposed to just step out and move? And I think that's what's going to be beautiful about seeing this. And as we experience this with each other and talk with each other, um, let's not make it just a conversation that happens on Wednesday nights. Um, let's make this a conversation that's happening uh, all around us. Anything else this week that... Um, just would stand out to you. And he mentioned that God is about to do something. He reveals it to his people. I never see that. He wants to accomplish his work through his people, but he reveals it. And the outer backing up, you know, when, G, when God wanted to use Moses, he tells him what he's going to do. It didn't happen next day, but he did tell him what he's going to do. Even when he was, you know, so link it would it be fair to say that it's not a mystery it's not something we have to guess at that he does reveal and show it to us right yeah, yeah. Well, one of the things is i've been studying even this week um somebody mentioned earlier praying for the uh the pastor search team just the wisdom that we can have of just, God, how are you working? How are you working in people's lives? What does it look like that, that we can all have that focus and understand where he's working and understand we have the confidence to follow that and, and that he'll make those easy for people to know and to see um, where he's working and um, how we can join him. And I don't want us just to pray for them just this first week that they've been, we know who they are, but we will continue to do that. So any, any other ways God is speaking that you see? John, or God is speaking to you. John, this is Gerald. Yes, I think God is working in our Sunday school class. We are, I believe that we all becoming closer to each other and to God through the teachings of Brent and the things and the little things that we're doing in the class. We seem to be just developing a family. And one of the things we did this morning, and we do it every other Wednesday, we go to breakfast together. We had 11 people this morning. And it is not a big thing, but it all helps. And Bill Adams is doing a good job organizing that. And, and that's it's just one of the things that uh, has helped. That's wonderful. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's good to have those friends and people you can count on, right? And I've been in your class to know that as you share requests and you you all do pray for each other and, and uh, make sure everybody's doing okay. And that's a wonderful thing to hear that God is working in those areas. So thank you, Gerald. Day five. 
what stuck out to me is um, one of the statements that said he is able to do, this would be God, but he is able to do anything he pleases with one ordinary person who is fully committed, consecrated, I think is the word they used, to him. Sometimes I feel ordinary. Sometimes I feel um, even unqualified. I, I do make bad decisions, poor decisions, but, um, but he knows me and he sees me. And, he, and if I fully commit, just concentrate my life, consecrate my life to him, concentrate on what he wants to do. Understand, I just follow him one day at a time. God, what do you want me to do today? I know part of that is impacted by what the future looks like, but today help me know how to follow you and live for you in every single way. Then my life's not always going to be easy, but we know it's going to be better. And we know that his way is going to be the best. So this coming week, you'll have an opportunity to see what it means to be God-centered or self-centered. Um, I know none of us are self-centered. None of us just focus on what we want and our desires and wills. So it might be a hard lesson. It might be uh, just some uh, easy things for us to look at. But what, is, what does it mean to be God-focused and God-centered in our life? Um, I look forward to hearing about those things. I look forward to continue to share with you. I look forward to everybody being able to clearly uh, say, Richard, was that you uh, that told us about the chariots and the horses? That's wonderful. Uh, I look forward to all of us just being able to recite that and know those things. So would you let me pray for us? And then uh, I hope you have just a wonderful evening. I hope you have a wonderful opportunity just to see where God is working in every area of your life. Be open to hearing him and be open to join him in those areas. So would you pray with me? We do love you, God, and we thank you always for many things. For the opportunity to open up your word and truth, for the opportunity to gather together, for the opportunity to pray about what you have shared on Alan's heart to share with us on Sunday, the opportunity to recognize where you're working, the opportunity in so many ways, even tonight, to see how through a study or through something that we do, it's not just a study, but that how you're working in all of these areas. I praise you and thank you that over a year ago that uh, Pastor Allen mentioned that uh, we needed to do experiencing God at this time. And I thank you that you, that you spoke to him then, that you're speaking to us now, and that not only in the next 12 weeks, but 12 months from now, 12 years from now, we'll continue to recognize where you're working and always join you in everything. We love you, God. We thank you for caring for us. We thank you for wanting a relationship with us that's real and personal. And we thank you for the opportunity we have to obey you and just to experience you in great ways. Jesus, it's in your mighty name we ask everything. Amen.